Hello, welcome to Story on the Spot. My name is Jim Heskett, and going clockwise for me, there's Kevin Tomlinson, Nick, my story can beat up your story, Thacker, Mr. R.A. McGee, and our very special guest for today, Craig A. Hart. And I see last time we had a special guest, I totally dropped the ball and didn't make even a custom banner for our guest. So, Craig, I want you to know that we've gotten our poop quite a bit more together, or at least me. I don't know about these well, other it- guys. Is this the custom banner that we're seeing right now? <laughs> this is the banner. Damn, man, you busted out all the stuff. Do you like it? If there had been, if there had been nothing, talk about overshooting the target, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we spare no expense. We pull out all the stops here at Story on the Spot. So, welcome, Craig. Craig is an audiobook narrator and an author, and you can find out more about him at craigahart.com. Uh, now, this story. Uh, this is Story on the Spot, so you can check out more about us at storyonthespot.live. And somebody want to explain to Craig what we do here, since he uh, has no idea? Um, one of you guys can. I'm still trying to kind of figure it out. Yeah, I, Nick's, I think, Nick's still learning. I, I'm not entirely certain what we do here. Oh, my goodness. We, there's a dinner bell. And there's, right out wearing there's a dinner bell. Do we need the dinner bell to uh, to get things started? Okay, I'm going to explain what we do here. So, <laughs> what we do here is this is story on the spot, and I will show a story prompt and read a story prompt that's going to be a short piece of news of the weird. And then everyone will take turns pitching a story idea based on the prompt. Then the people who are watching can comment below after each round and let us know which story they like the best. Craig, since you're new at this, we don't want to put you in too much of the hot seat. So, if you want to sit out a round or two, that is totally okay. Unacceptable. 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 (laughs) Okay. We all had to do trial by fire. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I forgot. Week nine, last week, our winner by one vote, Nick Thacker. Will I blush? Son of a... (laughs) (laughs) Was that, sorry, um, was that, I I won by only one vote or there was only one vote and it was for my story? No. I think it was the latter. No. (laughs) I I find both those um, equally plausible. So, no, I voted for myself, but let the record show. Last week we had a lot better participation and Nick, you had one more vote than RA and that was what sealed the victory for you so make sure that you guys comment below let us know where you're watching from or after each round let us know which one you thought won kevin it wasn't fair though because i got booted off of the whole thing yeah that's sort of though poor planning on your part doesn't constitute an emergency on our part anyway okay i am going to put up our first story and this is called escape Rye Wardlaw chalked up a big fail at the Northwest Escape Experience in Seattle when he broke into the business in the pre-dawn hours. Wardlaw tried and failed to enter through a back door using a metal pipe, then knocked a hole through the wall. Then, carrying a burrito and a beer he nicked from the company's refrigerator, he wandered into the kill room, an escape room dressed to look like a serial murderer's hideout. Among the blood-spattered walls and fake cadavers, Wardlaw got scared, but he couldn't escape. So he called 911 and pleaded for help. The sheriff's officers accepted his confession and charged him with second degree burglary. So what we have here is a, uh, a thief, uh, a B&E specialist at least, breaks into an escape room and then dun, 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 is not able to escape. He wants to be the first person to pitch a story based on this prompt. I'm looking at everybody... 
I think you're going to have to pick somebody. Kevin, I think I'm going to have to pick somebody because Kevin, Nick, R.A., all three of you look confused. I think R.A. looks the least confused. So, R.A., why don't you go first? Just start talking. Darn my <laughs> unconfused-looking face. All right. So, <laughs> this is what I think is going on. I think that we are dealing with a, uh, a cult leader, Okay. I think that there's a someone who's not named in the story, uh, the cult leader. Let's call him uh, Bill. Okay, Bill is a is a cult leader in the Seattle area, and he specializes in a very low intrusion form of brainwashing. Right, so he's not the type of guy who's charismatic enough to get everyone to go along with it. He just kind of is subliminally uh, influencing people. And our guy, Rye Wardlow, is one of the people that he uh, he has influenced. And uh, Bill, the cult leader, told Rye that, you know, we're going to need you to figure out how to escape from things. If we ever get arrested for our cult deeds, we're all in jail. We're going to need help. We're going to need an escape. Well, in Rye's simple mind, he the best he could come up with was, I need to practice. I don't want to make Bill mad at me. You know, Bill's an amazing cult leader. So I'm going to break into the escape room and I'm going to try to work on my craft of escape. And unfortunately, Rye's just not that bright. And he gets about midway through it and the brainwashing kind of falls out. And that's when he's stuck. He doesn't know what's going on. He gets scared and he calls the cops uh, for help. And so the cop that responds on the scene will go on in this story to bust Bill the cult leader and uh, his uh, brainwashing ways. So, <laughs> thank you, R.A. McGee. I really like that it's low impact brainwashing, like yoga. Low, low intrusion. <laughs> low intrusion, man. It's easier on your joints. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to put the story back up here so everybody can refresh their memory for a few seconds. And who would like to be the second to pitch us in a story about their failed escape attempt at the escape room? I'll go up. I'll All go right, Kevin Tomlinson, what do you got? Now that, now that Raw BJ has gotten his out of the way. Um, okay. Uh, our friend Rye here. His name is Rye? Yeah, Rye. Is, sounds like, like the sounds brand. Like, like a fantasy novel character. Yes. Rye Wardlaw. Like um, a YA hero. He is uh, a pretty lucky guy, or so he thinks. Uh, so he has inadvertently wandered into an actual kill room that's disguised as an escape room pretending to be a kill room. And the whole time he's there, uh, his presence is actually known by the proprietor, who is an actual serial killer, but who is busy on a, in another part of town at the moment. But he's watching him from his phone while he does his sinister work in a real kill room or another real kill room somewhere else. So... Um, Rye manages to escape, and our serial killer uh, doesn't like to let any fish off the hook. So he actually methodically chases down Rye later and uh, murders him in the same kill room and makes him a part of the exhibit. All right. Nice. Thank you, Kevin Tomlinson. All right. Nick or Craig? <clears throat> Go. Sure, man. Um, that was very similar to mine. Uh, what Kevin said. Um, actually, mine, mine was like a mine was like a mix between uh, between RAs and Kevin's. 
No, um, strangely enough, yeah. I mean, it's a mix um, between maybe, the two stories I just heard. I, I can maybe let Craig go first, and I'll see if my my story changes at all. Um, <laughs> if you want, um, no, actually, I did. I had one uh, idea that was similar. It was a it's a real kill room. Uh, serial killer set it up as a real kill room. But what he's actually done uh, is it's the uh, sheriff who's the serial killer, um, and so he basically has lured this person into dun, thank you I, I that was an early dun 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 so soon um so soon so soon into it done two of them oh my god i'm just gonna stop there guys that's my story and i'm sticking to it i win i'm done <laughs> kevin's gonna ring the bell um yeah this, this is all just uh clearly just an elaborate ploy to uh to get uh <laughs> To get this, uh, to get Rye uh, on the hook, and um, and the serial killer is going to um, now uh, hunt him down, and he's going to become part of the exhibit for us later on. All right. So thank you, Kevin. Uh, thank you, Nick Thacker. Uh, Craig, if you want to sit this one out, you can. Or if you have a story you'd like to pitch on this, it's yeah, entirely had, up to um, you. It was oddly very similar <laughs> but, <laughs> so i think we're agreed that the kill room is real <clears throat> how can it not be <clears throat> for a thriller book right but i right. think rye is actually the serial killer but he has a split personality mm. and the, one of them is a mild-mannered guy who has a taco truck or a burrito truck like a you know, food truck he drives around and his other personality runs this kill room and he does these little stunts every now and then to drum up business and his customers end up coming in and being his victims. So every time this story hits the news, people are like, Oh my God, I got to check this, check this out. And it's fresh meat for him, which by the way, may or may not end up in his burritos. <laughs> oh, I like yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. That's a good twist. That's a genuine dun dun. I was sort of throwing the dun dun around there all willy nilly, but that one. <laughs> you got to keep the dun dun in your pants until you're ready, Jim. All right. You can't just give you know, the dun dun to anybody. Hey, it's not special right. if you give it to anybody. It's not special it if away. you give it to everybody. Yeah, right. That is true. Save that. Save that for marriage. <laughs> yeah. Why buy the cow or why buy the milk? What? What is it? I don't know. Okay, this next story, this next prompt is called Bad to the Bone. 48-year-old city councilwoman Carol S. Fowler of Kansas made a splash in the news when Atchison County Sheriff's deputies tried to arrest her for failure to appear on an outstanding warrant. Fowler put up such a fight that deputies had to use their tasers on her, and she was arrested for interference and battery on a law enforcement officer. But Fowler was just getting started, according to the Atchison Globe. As jail workers tried to remove her jewelry and personal items, Fowler bit one of them on the thumb hard enough to break the bone. As a result, she now faces three felony charges of battering a law enforcement officer and a charge of interference with a law enforcement officer. And this story really sticks out to me because, first of all, as a 48-year-old person, a grown-up, who's a city council person of in Atchison, Atchison County, Kansas, the city... The city council person just went nuts on the cops and tried to bite somebody down into the bone. What's that all about? Is this the Charlie bit my finger kid all grown up? Is that? Yeah, what this, I mean, is that I, no, I'll, I'll I'll tell you what this is, guys. This is a classic <laughs> classic origin story for zombies. So Go right ahead. A zombie a zombie breakout going on here, um, and uh, and this is just the very very early days 
of uh, the zombie apocalypse in, in Atchison, Atchison. Um, but she's the first one. She was uh, uh, in her in her private life uh, job. You know, she was working at a chemical plant that uh, did some some uh, some tests, and uh, she accidentally got uh, got hit with some chemical um, potion that turned her into a zombie. And she didn't know it yet, but she started losing her mind, and they tried to arrest her. She got worked up. And finally, something snapped, and she turned full zombie and tried to bite someone's finger off. Very nice. So this is a Nick Thacker story. It is a patient zero situation. Who wants to be the second to pitch a story for Bad to the Bone? I went Kevin. second last time, but I do have I do have a story. But I went second last time. So if someone else wants to go, go ahead. There's no law that says you can't go second twice in a okay. row. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, similar to Nick's story. <laughs> um, I'm thinking this is a, a classic case of reverse werewolfism. So in reverse werewolfism, the the uh, the person who turns people into werewolves uh, has this ability to make people just want to bite him. Like is, he oozes this, this uh, pheromone or something. It makes people want to bite him so that they become werewolves. So he's like a patient hero for werewolves. So this city councilwoman is the first in the line in this community, and he's just going to keep going around getting bitten until everyone in the uh, population there has turned into his tribe of werewolves, which he'll then lead uh, to world domination. Nice. So it's a lycanthropy tale. I'll oh. reverse lycanthropy tale. I'll uh, I'll go I'll go next and uh, okay. I right. will show a story prompt and read no, story prompt. That Zip, zip, zip. That's me. I'm trying Nick. to. I, I hate when you click on it. You, it. you can never meet the damn thing. Ridiculous. Okay. It's very meta. So, yeah, for sure. Nick's just watching <laughs> All right. So, uh, if anyone was, was unfortunate enough to listen to our show last week, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll always try to get a little better, you know? But if you listen to our, if you listen, you know, we're trying, except some of the guys don't want to get better, but it is what it is. You don't, even have, so, you don't even have your Christmas tree in the shot, dude. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. Hold on. <laughs> it's over there. There, okay. there she is. So uh, if you listen to our, sto- our show last week, Kevin had a great uh, story uh, that we coined Invasion of the Hoppy Snatchers uh, related mm. to an invasion of people from outer space that were essentially uh, turning people into pod people, all right? And so that took place in Michigan, uh, around the water in Michigan. I feel like I feel like Kevin's at like a chair at his dad's office, like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Kevin is giving us a panorama of his current location. He's I, don't, I don't know why. Don't but he's it's wonderful. Pay no, um, pay no attention to me. You tell your story. All right. So uh, tell, tell your story. So invasion of the Hoppy Snatchers. Uh, it was people that were coming uh, down and they were, you know, placing people in certain positions of influence, you know, and they're going to try to to overtake uh, the country. And it's a long, a long term plan. Well, this is one of the next steps. You know, it's just trickled down from uh, Michigan throughout the Midwest uh, and Kansas is one of the places where these uh, alien people are trying to uh, establish a foothold. Well, the problem is every so often, one of their clones, one of their replicants that replaces a real person uh, doesn't work right. 
you know, the 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 genetic code doesn't work right. They kind of snap. They have anger issues and things like that. So I think that uh, our councilwoman is one of these pod people and that she is uh, uh, has just snapped at the wrong time uh, in an instance of like self-preservation. So the police and the, the government don't discover the, the alien plot. So that's what I think is going on. I think she's a a, a glitching pod person. Glitching so. pod does person. It, does does it count as a vote for me if R.A. referenced me in his... <laughs> no, his it's an extra, extra point for me for, for bringing it back to an uh, old story. Kevin, so what you're getting of, at is that the company is going to eventually come out with uh, Pod People Pro. Is that what you're saying? Is that kind of where you're going with that? Like there's going yeah. to be another, another version? Yeah, no, for sure. Kevin, the way that it works is that if RA mentions you, you get like an affiliate fee point. You get like 3.6% of a point. This yeah. seems fair. That you can you can only spend in a story on the spot store. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on board with this. And the problem with the Pod People Pro is you got to buy a special charger for that one. You know, it's all it, proprietary, it proprietary stuff. Proprietary, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. I like how Jim and I raced to use the word proprietary. Like, yeah, that was a race. Good. Yeah, we have um, I know big words. I know big words too. Uh, Craig, you're the last to go. If you have a if you have a pitch, you can pitch it now. If you so clearly, I think Carol has a past because somebody does typically doesn't go from your nice, you know, suburban councilwoman mom person to chomping people's thumbs off. So you I don't think know my that. Mom. <laughs> all right well typically <laughs> no but i think that she does have a past and it's still in the paranormal realm i think she is uh, actually a witch and so she ends up getting arrested and sent to prison and but she puts the this not only witchcraft but the council experience to in practice in jail and creates this jail coven business which ends up little by little taking over the jail culture and it becomes its own major commune with guards and, and everybody's involved and they begin hatching their own plots to expand their influence and the private eye or the government agent or whoever is tasked with infiltrating this prison and taking it down from the inside wow craig you're a natural at this very well done i like it Let's move on to our next never story. Never me natural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a nickname that's what, seven words long? Or a middle name that's seven words long. Yeah, I mean. With you. It's my real middle name, man. Stop making fun of me. I told you my mom's weird. <laughs> no, I was giving you a thumbs up. Nobody's going to mess with you with a name like that. That's right. You'd be surprised. <laughs> okay. This is called a well-seasoned officer. In Nashville, 20-year-old Antonio Freeman knew he had a problem when three police officers approached him as he rolled a marijuana joint. He also knew there was a bigger problem in his pocket, a plastic bag full of cocaine. In a bold move, according to the Tennessean, Freeman pulled the bag out of his chest pocket, crushed it in his hand, and sprinkled cocaine over Officer Ryan Caulfield's head and into the air in an attempt to destroy the evidence. The officers were able to salvage about two and a half grams of the substance and charge Freeman with tampering with evidence, along with drug possession and unlawful use of drug paraphernalia. So you've got this uh, kid in Nashville who's rolling a joint. He's also got a baggy uh, cocaine in his pocket. Two and a half grams is quite a substantial amount. Um, 
I mean, it's not like Pablo Escobar amount, but it's it's pretty good amount just to be walking around in your pocket. You're getting some serious trouble for that. And so he decided that the best rather than, you know, like trying to eat the baggie, which is probably what a normal criminal would do. Uh, Antonio decided that he was going to spread it into the winds in front of the cops and somehow thought that that was going to just to be fine. So who would like who hasn't gone first yet? Me. I don't think I have. Craig, you don't have to go first if you don't want to. Well, still, you're still on uh, probation or slack, however you want to view it. <laughs> yeah, I'm willing to go, but if somebody else has a burning idea. Go ahead. You Nick, do you want to go first, or you want to let Craig go first? I don't know. Well, I don't know if my idea was burning. They make pills for that. So I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you my idea, and you guys can decide. If it's burning or not. Um, I if think what we've got burn. here. It's burning. Yeah, I, I think what we've got here is it clearly is just a situation where Antonio Freeman um, is a is a young recruit um, into an underground underground um, crime ring. He's actually trying to infiltrate. Um, so he's playing kind of double agent here, and um, w- one of the ways they do it. Uh, one of the ways he has found to uh, to to take down uh, victims and basically turn on his superpower mode um, is with this white substance that looks a lot like cocaine. Uh, and if he inhales it, um, he actually it, it's like a I mean it's like a speed boost kind of thing. It's like speed, literally the drug. Um, and so he's able to um, heighten his senses and kind of turn on his uh, his matrix level uh, kung fu powers by throwing it up in the air and then just breathing it in like that and, you know, get going. Now, the problem is he was on the, on the, in the, about ready to start a mission. And in order to calm his nerves before he does this, uh, he decided to roll a joint uh, and enjoy a little bit of, a little bit of weed before he got going. So that's the office over. Uh, and in order to try to get out of it, he threw his, uh, his magical, uh, his, what, what was that for? Was that necessary? <laughs> <laughs> I I'm I, done. You know what? I'm done. Yeah, that's my story. And it ends. It's it's got the best twist ending you've never heard of. It's it's amazing. <laughs> like all time. Uh, Nick Jen says like Sonic the Hedgehog on crack. Exactly. <laughs> exactly like Sonic the Hedgehog on crack, but not the not the remake movie weird one, but like the original game. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to put the story back up here. All right, Kevin. I got a story. Uh, Okay. It's very similar to Nick's story. Uh, That's (laughs) the way I'm going to start every one of these now. It's very similar to Nick and R.A.'s story. This one has a beginning, Uh, a middle, and an end. Therefore, it's exactly like Nick's story. No, look. Look, the secret to a good, fast-paced story is skip the middle. There you go. There you go. Just skip it. Don't need it. So uh, what we what we have here is uh, so this this guy. So um, we have this event. This event takes place. He rolls the joint. He sprinkles uh, cocaine on the officer's head. The officer feels ten times bigger. Um, and they they take out of jail on two point five grams. You know, I'm I'm just going to make this up because I don't know for sure, but it's enough to get him thrown into the federal clink. Okay. Uh, so, um, you know, they've got their evidence, they've got everything. It's on body cams and security cams. They've got this guy dead to rights. He goes straight to jail and, uh, then life starts to go on and they're going to process him later. They're going to, you know, the whole case will evolve later. Uh, but what happens is they go and test the cocaine remnants they find. And it turns out to not actually be cocaine. It's, you know, it's 
talcum powder or something, you know? Uh, and they're wondering like, well, who would do this and then not correct the record and end up in federal prison? Uh, but meanwhile, in federal prison, there's a high profile, we'll say he's uh, like a crime boss or something who's been in this prison and no one can get to him, but there's a bounty on his head. And this guy has now managed to get into the prison to take this this uh, crime boss out. And this was his ruse, because after it's all said and done, like he's found a way to take this guy out without anyone knowing that it was him. And once that's done, uh, he gets he gets released because he didn't have any actual drugs. So it's supposed to be the perfect crime. So that's what we've got here. We've got a hitman who has infiltrated this this uh, high security prison to take out a crime boss and will get off scot free because there were no actual drugs. Nice. Very nice, Wait, Kevin. You just spent 20 minutes giving us the middle of a story. <laughs> I, if I, when I write it, I'm just going to write the beginning and the end. But the middle is the pitch. Oh, I see. I see. That's, that's the synopsis. None of that's in the actual book. Okay. All right. I, I, I can go. I can go now. I got, I got something if uh, Craig doesn't mind. Craig, Craig was going to go first, but, you know. <laughs> Craig, Craig keeps First getting the last, last spot. That's, that's like the, the coveted only... spot. Yeah, it's a coveted man. <laughs> yeah, it's good, man. It's uh it's a little hospitality. Sots hospitality. Sots We're not hospitality. always this nice, Craig. Um, all right. So I think that uh the story plays out the way that we heard that uh the young man is uh, rolling a joint, and when he looks over, he sees the officers coming towards him. Uh, but he wasn't actually trying to pour the coke out to get rid of the evidence he recognized officer caulfield right as someone that he had previously partied with uh and so when he's pouring the cocaine out he's just trying to give it to his friend the officer who he knows last last weekend he had a, a knockdown drag out Wait, save the done, done, done. Wait, save it, save it. All right, save it. Make it okay. special. Hold on. Okay, man. okay, I'll hold on. Okay, get premature done, done, done. Right, exactly. It dude. happens to all of us. I'm sorry. Okay, so uh, he 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 recognizes the officer as someone that he partied with, and so when they arrest him, uh, Antonio's very confused. You know, when the other officers leave and uh, Officer Caulfield is waiting with Antonio, he goes, you know. Antonio says, well, you know, why are you busting me for this, for this, this Coke? Like you sold me this Coke. Like what we're going to pretend like, uh, like you, drugs are bad now. Like we were just partying and officer Caulfield is vehement that he never sold this young man Coke. Well, it turns out that there is a pod person replica of officer <laughs> Caulfield. <laughs> there is a pod person replica of officer Caulfield who is running amok. All right, and he, thank you. It's a person, and, and he's he's running amok, and he's causing all sorts of problems before he takes out uh, the real deal. So the rest of the book would involve Caulfield solving the story, and then the showdown is him versus his pod person self uh, for the good of the the good of the county. So that's what I would do. That is amazing, Ra. Thank you. <laughs> The case right. of Stoner V Pod person. <laughs> Stoner V. <laughs> uh, all right, Craig, you are the last one here. We're coming up on half an hour, so I think we should make this our last pitch of the day. Now, no pressure or anything, Craig, but you really need to nail this. Okay. Get this right, Craig. So Antonio is actually an agent for a secret government. 
kind of the government that runs everything, you know. You know. And, but they've discovered this uh, transportation, uh, but it's in the form of a smokable item, so you can carry it around. So well, he's about to transport from one place to another to go about his duties to deliver some sort of message or whatnot because they can't rely on modern technology because everything's hackable. And the officer spots him. And the, the cocaine is just there as a diversion. He carries it around with him. So if somebody comes up and asks, hey, let me see that joint or whatever it is, he can pull out his cocaine. Ah, something much worse, you know. But it's actually... In- That's why we all carry cocaine. It's a diversion <laughs> well, cocaine. Well, I know. This is actually non-fiction. Right, I'm just right, right my, of course. My daily, my daily documentary. <laughs> and that distracts, distracts the whoever is inquiring, the agent police officer, from the actual issue at hand. All right. Very well done. Like a ninja smokescreen. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of that. It's a coke screen. <laughs> a coke screen. <laughs> Well, Craig, you came on and we <laughs> threw you to the wolves and you did amazing. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Thanks for having me. All right. And uh, so we're coming up in half an hour. Everybody vote for whoever you feel like deserves it, not just not just for Kevin. Only vote for Kevin if you feel like he deserves it. If you don't feel like he deserves it, I don't want you to feel like you have to look into Kevin's mean stare and think that you're obligated to vote for him just because he's so... <laughs> horrifically mean looking oh my goodness god can we can we put it on 360p or something <laughs> we downscale <laughs> too much Change hd Minecraft man mode. nobody is to see tumlinson and all that resolution <laughs> all right thanks craig for coming thanks for guesting you're welcome back absolutely anytime uh and thanks guys thanks for watching comment below let us know which story you think won the round so we can have a winner next week all right everybody see ya